Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodie fans, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Day whatever, whatever. Uh, well, it's the day after Cinco de Mayo that fell on a Taco Tuesday. That's got to be like, uh, I don't know, what kind of like natural things happen that people are always like, when it's like a blood moon and a solar eclipse. I don't know, one of those kind of crazy things. But besides that, what do we got going on? Oh, yeah, just uh, just yesterday as well on Cinco de Mayo, I did my first uh, Instagram live yoga class. Um, I didn't host it. I was the I was the student of uh, the amazing Andrea uh, of Food Mood Gratitude, and um, well, I'm actually I'm I'm pre-recording this, so I don't know I don't know how I don't know how it went. Maybe this is the last recording of me because I died trying to do yoga. We shall see if I survived. A true cliffhanger. A true empire ending. Anyway, um, fun episode today. Silly episode. It's me, my bestest of buds, my hetero life mate, Dan Ferrara. He uh, hasn't been on in a while. Had him on for the one episode, Good Burger. And so it's been a little while, been like a, almost like a year and a half, I think. And uh, a lot has changed. And we're talking a movie that is about friends going through change, and that's Clerks 2. And yes, we're talking Clerks 2 before uh, the first Clerks, but we get into that in this episode. So without further ado, um, I think if you like Clerks 2, you're going to like this episode because it's just about friends catching up and being silly and talking pop culture and pretty much everything that Clerks represents. And thank you very much to my other dear friend, Brian Rodriguez, host of High School Slumber Party, my co-host for P.S. I love Hoffman. P.S. I still love Hoffman for helping Dan and I out with the technical difficulties recording on Discord and recording it that way. I, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot through quarantine, so thank you for your friendship and guidance. Here we go. Oi! That was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was an hour. <laughs> that was an hour. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are busy, and we're just now in it because Craig has told us we're recording. Yeah, that's fine. You just so. give it dead space before you want to start. No, no. This is this is going to be part of the podcast, Dan. Oh, all right. 
This is what the people Fuck want. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Exactly. <laughs> I feel a little bit better because I listened to. Well, welcome everyone to Foodie. Well, I have a cold opening anyway, so you know you're here. It's Foodie Films with me, my best bud, my 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 hetero life mate, which is a very appropriate thing to say for today's episode. It Dan is a running Barr. theme for sure. There's... <laughs> welcome back, Dan. It's been <laughs> over a year since I last had you on. Yeah, and I, it's like funny because uh, you know you've definitely been uh, growing with this and speaking with you know real people in the industry and like real like chefs and you know i'm sitting there thinking like okay maybe you've grown understandably beyond the you know let me just talk to my friends type thing because like i said you're talking to real people in the industry and uh now you're doing like video yoga with other food podcasters (laughs) and all that again you're a little bit beyond my range but then you know what boom there's an episode where you got to talk about shitty food and we're back here because you always need a shitty food guy and i'm that guy (laughs) for you (laughs) Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I can fill that role in your life as the shitty food guy. <laughs> no, this is, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a movie. I'm doing the movie episodes. I've got the first cut episodes. I've got the movie episodes. And this is a movie that we said a long time ago that we both wanted to talk about. So here we are. Um, and that's Clerks 2. And yes, I haven't covered Clerks yet. So it's a little taboo. I guess we're talking a sequel before the original, but this I think this film is uh, um, at least spe- special to us in our friendship, our relationship. We saw it together in theaters. Um, but you know, but before all that, let's just let's just talk some food stuff in general. I mean, last time I had you on, I know it was because we talked Austin, so it was after your bachelor party, but before your wedding. So cut to a little over a year later, you're now a father. Yeah, no, that happened things. quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, didn't have any time to waste. So how did that happen? Walk us through that so, process. Okay, so there we were. And <laughs> um, funny, funny thing was, I wasn't involved. I just no. <laughs> it, it was yeah, it was immaculate, right? That's what she tells me. You know, <laughs> it better uh, be immaculate, Mary. Well, uh, so just, I mean, well, let's, I mean, a lot of big things are happening in the world, obviously quarantine and, you know, via COVID and everything like that. What, what are yeah, just having a baby during the pandemic is, uh, a weird way to start out. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you said that you like started keeping a journal pre, yeah, an are you still journal. an apocalypse um, journal? Yeah. Cause we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. It was, um, well, it, was truncated earlier than expected because he came about 10 days earlier than expected. Okay. Um, and, uh, fortunately the last entry was the night he was born, but before we knew he was going to be born, it was like before I went to bed that night. Um, and then I just haven't really had the time since because, uh, I'm fortunate enough to still be working from home, but also, once you have a newborn, it's like, okay, especially with the pandemic and working from home and, you know, you kind of don't know what day it is anyway, because like the line between weekends and oh. weekdays kind of blur together anyway. Time is meaningless for me. Yeah. Now, yeah. And now couple that with a kid that doesn't sleep, <sighs> you know? So it's like, you have no yeah. fucking clue what day hour, like when, and when like you do get a chance to sleep, like, It'll be like in the middle of the day for like maybe two hours or three hours, or like you'll fall asleep at like five in the afternoon and wake up at eight at night. And now it's like it went from light to dark, but you have no reference of what 
side of the day it's on. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's like time has lost all meaning, like completely. Like, yeah, exactly. It's I a think total it, void. Yeah, it has for a lot of people, but that sounds like it's a real double down on that. Yeah, for the, you. The, the only way it could be worse if if I was somehow jet lagged. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it just sounds like you're pretty much like living on like like you're in like a submarine. That's yeah, just like, ex- like exactly. all of a sudden it's like you're getting messages that there's another submarine coming or there's like a ship above you. Yeah, like imagine being in a room for 24 hours or for a week with no windows and no way to and no windows and no clocks. You know, you mm-hmm. just got to rely on what people tell you. Like, oh, it's Thursday? I, I, I guess. I have to believe you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, it's not that bad. We have clocks and we have windows, but just with the... Like, and like I said, in, in between all of that, I'm still trying to work. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. It's what are, just what are, what are your What are your, like, eating habits like? And, like, what are you guys eating? Like, I can't even imagine, like... I mean, I always like to cook for myself anyway, and now I have all the time in the world. But, like, with that, with obviously ha- having, you know... A well, baby we, now that's got to be we, crazy. I said it just a couple seconds ago. I'm your shitty food guy, Kyle. <laughs> and, okay, so that yeah. In, in times like these, you always turn to your shitty food because it's fast and it's easy, <laughs> and and nobody really feels like working for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so we're talking like fast food or just like my, like my, like, uh, like frozen microwave like DiGiorno. It's a good combination. Uh-huh. I, would never, I would never microwave a DiGiorno. I'm not fucking scum. Okay. <laughs> okay, I do have standards. <laughs> Shitty food, not just shit. Okay, <laughs> but it's not delivery; it's DiGiorno. But uh, no, I'm actually that's one thing I take pride in myself on is I make a really good frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's more to it than just popping it in the oven. I was gonna say, is there okay. a secret? Yeah, what's the, yeah? Well, first you need and. People have like that pizza stone thing that they put in the oven with. Them. Oh yeah, like the clay stone kind of. It's better than putting it on the rack, but there's another thing that we have. It's a similar idea, but it, it's it's almost like a like the bottom of an air fryer where it's like the holes in like this metal pan. Uh huh. Yeah. So it like kind of aerates it, but it also yeah, and, it, and that works a thousand times better. Ooh. Okay. And cook it a little bit hotter. It's usually it says 400 degrees. Pump that shit up to 450. Get a little bit hotter. Get that get that We're crust. Cooking. Yep. And then um, don't just put it in as is. Uh, one of the best things I bought for like $3 at Walmart was this thing called Misto. And Misto? You pour, you, pour olive, you pour olive oil in it uh-huh. and it's like a little pump and you it's like an aerosol sprayer for your olive oil. Oh, actually I think I have that but it doesn't like it like it just didn't like I tried to use it and didn't work. You probably didn't like, pump it up enough. Oh, okay. You got because it, it, it. it does it does take a lot, like more than you think. Okay. But anyway, so you spray that over and doctor it up a little bit. Throw on your oregano. Throw on your you know your your garlic salt. Throw on your your crushed red pepper. You know, um, I usually like to add a little bit of extra shredded mozzarella because frozen pizzas never have enough. They're skimping on the cheese. Yeah, always. Every every single one of them. Every single one of them. It's not brand specific, but. You know, doctor it up. You got to make it your own. But yeah, you do little stuff like that, and it comes out a world better. So, What's your favorite kind of pizza? Um, I don't know this pepperoni? Yeah, like I'm a, like standard, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like classic toppings go. Class, yeah. Classic toppings go, you know, pepperoni. I'm also a really big fan of meatball and onion. Oh, meatball and onion. Okay. Not, not, and onion. Sauce, not sausage and onion, meatball and onion? Not meatball and onion. I'm not actually a big fan of sausage at all on pizza. 
Oh, okay. I, like, I, I love I, I love a good sausage, like green peppers and onions. Like I don't it. mind it. It's it's just, but it's not my favorite. I'm not sausage isn't high on my meat scale. Wow. Not that I not that I dislike it. Don't get me wrong. Not that I dislike it. Good thing but, I didn't have you on for sausage party. Yeah, uh, true. Well, hot dogs. <laughs> sausage. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, they are. It's more hot dog party than sausage party. But uh, but yeah, you know those little but. The most important thing about a pizza, especially here, it's like it's got to be crispy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rule of thumb is cook it well done. Your thinner the crust, the better, and mm. your slice of pizza should be able to st- like when you hold it by the rear crust. Yeah, it should be able to lay flat for at least seven seconds before it dips. Okay, and That's- are you still? When you're eating it, are you still folding it like a slice like that? Um, it's, not like, as bi- it's not as big as a regular well, slice, the, right? The, the smaller pizzas, they you normally don't have to. But yeah, yeah but even like a regular slice, I like it. If it cracks, you did it right. Yeah. You know? But anyway, back to my original point. We got that. I'm a huge fan of the air fryer. I think that is the best thing as far yeah, as... Yeah, you're now like indoctrined to the as, air fryer. Oh my god, as far as kitchen inventions go, that is the single greatest thing on the planet Earth. Do you guys have like a? Is it like a big one? Because I know there's different sizes. Um, I'd probably. I mean, if I had to guess, it's like a half gallon basket. Okay. Or maybe something a little bit bigger than that. But it fits a shit ton of chicken nuggies and fries. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm good for that. But uh, but even like as far as like reheating stuff. Yeah. Like you can't go wrong. It's it's again a thousand times better than anything you microwave. You know, um, mm-hmm. if, if if you have like takeout that you're going to reheat the next day, like something that does have like fries or uh, chicken wings or something like that, it's going to be a thousand times, sometimes better than the first time in the air fryer. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of the air fryer. I will sing its praises all night and day. Yeah, I don't uh, have one, but uh, Danielle does, or I guess technically her roommate yeah. does. But you know, as, and, as, and as it's quick, as and it's quick. You know, it's like yeah, you know, it's you go you go from frozen fries to cooked fries in ten minutes. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I do that all day. Uh, we were lucky enough. Uh, my parents and her parents both. Uh, they couldn't, unfortunately, due to the pandemic and stuff, they couldn't come in and like. Well, they they came in, but they couldn't like handle the baby. They were wearing masks. They had to stay away because, yeah. you know, it's just a crazy fucking world we live in now. But with that, they brought in a bunch of like uh, prepared food and stuff like that. They oh, had, that's good. Yeah, is really it a time? Nice. Is it, are you getting casseroles? Like, I feel like that's such a... We actually got a really good uh, chicken Alfredo. That oh. And it was a big tray of it. Her One of her good friends made a delicious uh, beef stroganoff. Oh, I love beef stroganoff. Oh, yeah, it's like... And uh, I haven't had that in, like, forever. And that Although I'm not, a, I'm not a big mushroom guy. Normally, I'm with you on that one, but you can really taste, like, the red wine in the sauce. Oh, and, that's... And it, yeah. And it went it went really well with it. So, so mushrooms, no pun intended, have been growing on me. <laughs> also, we've been doing a lot of food puns. The other day, I messaged you, and I and I asked you. That was the most food. fun I've had in days. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> do you do you know do you know that um that uh, your wife Autumn? And if you guys aren't from, I mean, I've only had you. I mean, this is your second time only, but you guys should be listening to. You guys have frequented how many episodes? At least three, four times you've been on High School Slumber Party. Yeah, yeah, three or four times. Yeah, yeah. Um, together, but, together, three times. I've been on a few times. Alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, we were on together for um, yeah. Encino Man. Right. 
great food scene in that movie, the the major Reese food juice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even uh, Autumn texted me on the side, and she says, like, "I told her, I'm like, hey, if you have any ideas, text uh, text yeah. Kyle." <laughs> so she she texted me, "Lord of the Ring Dings." <laughs> I just said, Haha, "Thanks." She said, "This is our brain teaser for the uh, for today." So uh, you know, I said, "Happy to stimulate." I mean, that's you know, it's uh, the... I'm not gonna lie, I made myself laugh out loud. Uh-huh. With, uh Freddie got chicken fingered. That 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 was that was pretty. I mean, it's already a ridiculous title, obviously. Yeah. But that was a pretty good one. You know, I'm just gonna rattle some. I mean, because I, I I texted you. I mean, I guess you guys have seen I've posted so far. I mean, if you're, you should be following uh, Instagram if you're listening to this podcast. But what I did the pie hard drive through and the the Italian bread job. Italian bread job. That was you had a lot of bread ones in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah, the thin yeah. bread line. I like that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, the French bread connection. Uh, then you said cheddar off dead. That's good. The Burger Kingsman. Live and let fry. No, the one that got me the best though was we bought a tiramisu. <laughs> I just love that one so much, just because I love. It's such a you know it's a Cameron Crowe film, and I don't know, it's a whatever. It's like a good family film. I never I actually ever... saw it. <laughs> okay. That's amazing that you just even then came up with it, just even not having seen it. Actually, it's a movie I've seen like a couple of times, like when it like was on HBO, just playing, you know, like when movies are playing frequently for a while, for a couple of months. And uh, it's not a bad movie. It's, uh, it's Scarlett Johansson and Matt Damon. And, but it just, just the, we bought a tiramisu just got, got me really good. Um, I was also I really proud of there will be blood sausage. Yes, that one's really good. I told that one to Danielle, and she started cracking up. Um, yeah, Inglorious Basters. That's a good one. Uh, Reservoir Hot Dogs. Oh, Any Given Sunday. I kind of made the poster for that. I just come up with a better design for that one. But um, I feel I feel uh, the collar green miles a bit risque. The, the movie we're talking about. The, yeah. the, movie, the movie we're talking about today uh, definitely has a bit uh, a couple of moments that. I'll allude at, but we definitely, I don't think uh, just because it is what, 14 years later after this movie, and they're not meant like to in this movie to be like in a hateful way, but just there's a lot of a lot of jokes in Clerks 2 that I just don't think. are culturally people. sensitive in a post. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, these these food puns keep a uh, pasta the Mohicans. That was really good. Charlie Chaplin's The Dictator Tot. <laughs> get him to the greek yogurt yeah all, all fantastic ones so i love all these food puns and then brian sent me it's uh you I, also we're recording this on uh like a it's a wonderful days. life cereal it's a, <laughs> <laughs> he likes it he really likes it <laughs> um we're recording this just a few days before this is being released so uh may the fourth be with you and also with you <laughs> um, but Brian, Brian sent me a perfect, I think I put it in my story, but he sent me a picture before or a meme, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's, it's, it's from the two different movies, uh, in the star Wars universe, but it's, uh, Obi-Wan talking to, uh, Padme and it says, I've seen a security hologram of Anakin and it says killing yinglings. And then it cuts to Anakin in the field in episode two, and he's drinking yinglings. <laughs> so instead of younglings, it's yinglings. And I said, that's brilliant. That's, that's, that's the kind of puns I'm looking for. So besides we have movie posters, anytime there's any kind of wordplay, I'm all for it. Cause that's just, I feel like that's, I don't know. That's always been like a part of just like our ridiculous friendship. 
Oh, that and like our ongoing list of band names and ongoing list of band names, and then just like diner experiences and farting really loud and making weird noises. In the oh barn. my god, you have no idea how loud babies fart. Really? Oh my god, like it sounds like a grown man's wet ass just slapping together. All yeah, the you time. you always that's interesting because you always hear the jokes like where did all that come from or how does something so small make something that smells so bad? But like that's like one thing. I mean, that still is like yeah, crazy no, especially it's, it's the not, quantity. It's not even like the smell. It's just yeah. like like the But I've never heard that aspect like the, no, the noise. It's the actual like, I'm going to have to record some of his his Harry's like parts. <laughs> like for yeah, for science. For science. It's it's like and I think part of it is like he has you have to put on like the the diaper rash cream a lot, like you know, okay. just get changed. So I think that wetness is always kind of like there. Oh like, yeah, so yeah, it has the good the raspberryness, right? But it's it sounds like grown man farts. Like it's I'm like I don't know if it's all babies or maybe mine's just like really skilled. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that you know you guys can eventually bond over someday. I mean, you're already bonding, but you know he doesn't know who you are. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. <laughs> Freaking stupid. Uh, <laughs> this is what Harry, you're listening to this some years later. Hello. I'm long I'm long gone. This was your, your, your one of your dad's best friends, Kyle. It's Uncle Kyle. Oh, Uncle, I haven't heard it yet. I'm Uncle Kyle. <laughs> That's fun. I'm not an Uncle Kyle to anybody because I have my niece calling me Tio because I'm trying to help her uh, <laughs> embrace her partial Latina heritage. Oh, well, we told Autumn's parents that we were going to name the kid Juan Diego <laughs> like for a while, like kind of like seeing how they would bite because we told them, that, yeah, like Juan Diego Ferrara. It sounds like a Mexican politician. You know, it's pretty regal. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned it enough. Let's jump into Clerks 2. I would normally say uh, to a guest, I mean, I'll still say it, but like, when did you see it? What did you think? So I know when you saw it, you saw it with me all the way back in 2006. Yeah, so I can't we were, so long ago. We were 19 years old. We are now 32 going on 33. So we are the age the characters are supposed to be in this movie. Yeah, which adds a whole different, le- like, the, on this watch, different level of, like, relating to the characters. Yeah, like, I remember watching it, you know, in theaters and going, like, oh, man, these guys don't have their shit together. I'm like, oh, you know, like, this time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can, I, I, I get that. Well, that's when you just realize, like, being grown up is, is like, like, it's not like, okay, I'm grown up now. Everybody's just lying. You know, everybody's yeah. just, like, every, everybody's just kind of, like, faking it. Everybody's faking it. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, all, I mean, and that's even more, like and that's even more than that's more reassuring like, coming from a guy that is married, uh, has a house, has a wife, has a dog, has a kid. See, and that's what, that's what I was going to get into. I know we'll get there later on, but I feel like we kind of had some moments that are very similar to Randall and Dante. For sure. Know, for sure. I'm, like, you know, especially, you know, and we'll get there and, you know, I want to Bogart your, uh, your time here, but I say we, we, there's definitely stuff we relate to better now, having gone through shit as friends of, you know, over the past 15, 16 years from seeing it the first time sure, that make yeah. it more, uh, hit home a little bit harder for sure. Yeah. I mean, this movie, this is definitely one of those that like watching in theaters. I pro- like, it's like this team America, probably like tenacious D movie, like movies we saw together that uh, the Borat movie. I remember I came down 
it was like I think our sophomore year of college. I came down to Rowan. We saw that together. Yeah, I'm just did. thinking of movies that were just like nonstop laughs. Yeah, that we just cracked up the whole time at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, what I mean, what are your? I mean, also just your memories of this, and then just of Clerks again. We are covering. I've I haven't covered Clerks yet. Maybe you'll be on that one. But I just you know, but I know that I wanted to talk Clerks too. It definitely is a bit you know it takes i mean okay it is it's a quick stop and that so there's a place of food that totally falls into my category of movies i can cover but this is a fast food that takes place in the move in uh, movies which is the fictitious fast food restaurant introduced in dogma i'm pretty sure right yeah yeah because they're um, worshiping the golden calf yeah <laughs> but, but yeah. side note aren't i heard movies might be becoming a real thing so mo- there's a movie of course and i like i tweeted and i like on instagram i commented like la just always gets the awesome food pop-ups this one i mean no movies i guess well i guess it's supposed to it's a it's a uh national obviously fast food chain in in the kevin smith like universe i don't think it's just a new jersey thing um but like there was also there was a pop-up for um oh god what's the fictitious fast food place in um coming to america mcdowell's Gotcha, and so right. point, point being, there was a McDowell's pop-up in LA, but I'm like, that should be like, you know, I had Brian on for that episode all the way back. I think there was like episode three or something like that. But point being, that should be in Queens. That's where the movie takes place. That's how I'm, you know, very, lot try to be logical in that sense. Point being, LA always gets awesome food pop-ups. They had one for Good Burger, the episode you were on. Right. Um, and so they've had a movies pop-up that they've been doing deliveries. And it's weird. They had like, I forget what, I think they had like, it wasn't burgers and stuff. It was like lasagna. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like what? No, you're doing it wrong. If you're going to like, come on. Yeah, it was that's really, just, it was that's just lame. That's just like the lamest thing. Like you're ruining it. Yeah. Movies pop up. Like what? I mean, I'm a movie, a movie meal. I'm trying, I'm looking at the Instagram right now. Okay. So it comes with, um, there's, I know there's tater tots. The dessert is chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah, that's all well and good. That stuff's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see a sam. I see a sam. What kind of sandwich is it? That looks like a maybe a meatball parm. I don't know. It's weird. It's not. It's definitely. It's not burgers. It comes in a. I'll. I'll send you like. It comes in like a good like the old like Happy Meal kind of like boxes. Like it comes in one of those. Like the packaging is cool looking, but yeah, it's just like not. Yeah, it looks like a. Oh, it's a. It's a lasagna sandwich. A lasagna witch the fuck yeah it should be burger like like, just, like what yeah, do you, you want like a skin what do they call a skinny moo in the movie yes yeah, like in the skinny moo is like the single and then the like it, like the joke is especially even going back to like the dogma ones the joke is it's it's supposed to be these giant disgusting fat burgers yeah like yeah it's supposed to be stuff that gives you like instant heart attacks yeah, and it's, just, and it's just I love it, just even the it makes the moo every time you come in the do, in the door yeah, and they have that creepy rhyme. It's just it's just a total you know yeah uh, satire on the whole. Yeah, De- it's definitely for, definitely McDonald's. Yeah, it's the just, super it's the super size yeah. beyond. You know, yeah. but yeah, so they had this. Yeah, they have a they have Lasagna, a pop up. Lasagna, what, get the hell out of here, man. Yeah, I don't get that. So like, I'm kind of happy it's not happening here. Bring that shit over here once there's burgers and like a chicken sandwich or some shit but yeah definitely burgers because it's movies it's movies that's even like like, that's what you're even like huh our 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 mascot's a cow what a cow (laughs) lasagna like what the like yeah that'd be like chick-fil-a and they're like we got sloppy joes yeah 
I'm just really disappointed right now. It's just like who more than one person agreed to that too. And that's yeah. the really disappointing thing. Like more than one person said, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to go with. It's also a lasagna sandwich. Like the, how does that make sense? That's just like the, like pasta on bread. Like yeah, I don't so know. many carbs. Yeah, bro. Uh, okay. Well, let's try anyway. to get back into a good place. Yeah. This movie is hilarious. Definitely dated. Like again, it's, it doesn't come from a malicious place. The humor. I'd like to say that. Even like the way that um, uh, Randall doesn't know that what you call it is offensive. I don't want to say the, the 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 slur. So that that's even his character is innocent in that sense. But it, nonetheless, the movie is. I think, you know, dated in that way. Yeah. Well, I even like going back to like that point with all the, I think that's a great moment. Cause like I said how it's with Randall and Dante, especially watching it now, it's these moments. Like he, like we're watching the slow realization that Randall found, like is discovering that, Oh no, my grandma was totally racist. Like yeah. <laughs> these weren't just like, Oh no, that's just a cutesy little term. Oh no, no, that was racist. Like that. And I feel like us growing up, you know, in our thirties, you know, we heard our grandparents, you know, say shit that is totally not cool now. And we're growing up, we're thinking like, oh yeah, that no, that's just grandma. That's the way they say it. And then it's like, oh no, they called it that because they they grew up totally racist. It's like we're in that same position, going from you know, Randall had that whole innocent thing. Like, no, my grandma used to call me that as a term of endearment. And then you know, <laughs> watching the rest of the world, he's like, oh no. Man, I saw on Instagram today via like NJ.com or North Jersey News, there was one of those, you know, ro- you know, construction road signs that they'll have out, especially now with the, you know, COVID-19 right. going on. Yeah, like the flashing signs. Yeah. And it said like something about like telling people, uh, I forget what specifically it was for, but it said, don't be a knucklehead. And then that was posted via North Jersey news or NJ.com. And the, and people were like, is this offensive? It's like knucklehead. Oh my God. It's, and it doesn't mean anything. It's just like a term from, it means just thick headed. Yeah. It's like, like, Oh, is that like, is it, you know, is that going too far? Not one, not one, like, you know, there's plenty of insults and, and, you know, derogatory terms that were, that were, pulled somehow to degradate a population knucklehead has nothing you know it's it's name of a freaking motor (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) it's god it's uh i don't know because it's i don't want to sound like my father but like political correctness has gone crazy at it you know because there are legitimate gripes like you know the whole yeah the whole washington redskins thing there's definitely things to be said for that argument i'm not trying to negate anything like that at all but Mm -hmm. If you're offended by the term knucklehead, just go fuck yourself. <laughs> Straight up, raw yeah. dog yourself. I have no problem saying the word knucklehead. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff in this movie as far as like racial slurs and homophobic words. The The racial stuff, again, like that comes from a point of Randall not understanding and not knowing and like learning. So we are actually experiencing a character. Le- actually, no, he doesn't really learn because he has it on the back of his shirt. Uh, and he's trying to bring it back, but there is there during the whole the hilarious explanation of why Randall doesn't like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. There's some homophobic slurs being used, and that is just of like the time in using those. Oh yeah, well it's it's funny because like you know ourselves were absolutely guilty of it back then. You know like oh yeah no I was yeah you know, without getting we're referring to an F word 
that's yeah. not fuck, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, something that even to the point that not even in our heads meant like homosexual, you know, it was, mm-hmm. but you know, not realizing the power behind that word. You know, yeah, exactly. There's, there's yeah. a hilarious South park episode about like what the, why it doesn't mean a homophobic slur to like the kids of South park, but watching it now, you know, it's uncomfortable. You see that and you're like, wow, I have, but even think when was the last time you like heard that word? Oh yeah, and, not, and, not, yeah, and like just in general, but also haven't heard that word in like where it wasn't hate speech. Exactly. You know I mean? uh, yeah. So, so it, there, it definitely hits totally different than it used to when we were kids. Yeah. No, that's the. It's yeah. been a while since I watched this movie, and watching it, it definitely gave gave me a couple moments of like not again not cringe. I'm like Kevin Smith. What are you doing? No, no, no. But, but there's just, it also and also and I think. It probably it's probably good that it does. It makes us kind of cringe. Go, uh, like I feel weird that like you know I've used that term and like I'm not that. You know, I'm glad we've grown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's 14 years later. Yeah. That's a. I mean, it's even his uh, daughter Harley Quinn is in the. She's the little girl that he sees in the window, and uh, when Dante at the end is like, "There's a number one." Also, not number one. We've said so many things by now, but uh, there's a lot of montages in this movie. I did not realize oh, totally. how many yeah. montages yeah. were in this movie. I mean, I mean movie. For, for a movie thematically that is simply about growing up and try, like realizing that it's okay to feel lost in your thirties. Yeah. And like I said, thematically about growing up, there's a lot of self-reflection on how much we have grown up while you're watching this, which I think yeah. is a really interesting play. <laughs> That's the, the so this movie I think is the last of the movies of Kevin Smith's that like before he started getting like shitted on. Or I guess well I guess that movie Jersey Girl came out before this one, so he kind of came back. Um, with this, but point, I mean, this is this even falls into his his universe movies, you know, because right. now he's done a couple right. of horror films and that kind of stuff, and he just even had his most he had the Jane Silent Bob reboot that came out, um, and Kevin Smith I think definitely falls under the law of almost like you love him or I mean you shouldn't say not not him but his film. Like I think people either love his films or just don't like them and just kind of you know shrug them off and don't don't care. Yeah, and especially uh, like you said, the universe films, like like the the quintessential. Yeah, look well, at so where he got. Cl- he went from Clerks to Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and then Clerks Two. As right. far as you know. yeah, and like I'll even remove Jane Silent Bob strike back from that because that's more of just an overall just goofball comedy type movie. Sure. Um but you know those essential they're all you know it's it's the Red Bank, like it's Jersey. You know what I mean? It's that whole Jersey centric thing. So for especially where we are and where we grew up and where we're from, like it makes it that much more ours and endearing to us. You know what I mean? It's like we're both born and raised, uh, educated, still, still living, probably yeah. dying. It's, it's one of those. It's, it's almost like, you know, it's actually it's, it's even part of this movie too, where where Dante's fiance. So like, let's get the fuck out of Jersey, Florida. You know, this that. Yeah, I and love it, that it, they. It, she's promoting the place. Like, if if New Jersey doesn't get the most punchline jokes in pop culture, it's definitely them, Florida. Right. 
Right. And that's the thing. It's like <laughs> New Jersey is one of those things that like, yeah, we can talk shit on it because we're it's ours. Yeah. But the second you start t- talking shit about it, fuck you. I'm like, just fuck you. I'm going to, I'm going to ruin your day. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's almost like you're, it's almost like your little brother. It's like, I can talk shit on them, but you fuck with them. We're going to have a problem. You know? Shocked and, that in no Kevin Smith movie, the Taylor Ham v. Pork Roll debate has never come up. Yeah, no, that is a big That's one. such too. a Jersey guy in movies that take place like in Jersey and everything like that. I'm so like, you know, you would you would think, but but I, I think that you know, I think that like show that even shows itself in this with the whole like you're gonna go to fucking Florida, like really Florida where New yeah. Yorkers go to die. <laughs> Yeah, that's where that's where we. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, that's where we send like New Jersey and New York, you know, New Jerseyans and New Yorkers to die. Oh, there's more. There's more Rangers fans in in Florida than there are. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> if you go to Florida, you really think people are rooting for the Marlins? No, they're all Yankees fans. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, any like as far as I mean, this I mean, this movie has a lot going on. Even though it's a short film, it's only like an hour and a half. I mean, we have, we said it takes place in this fictitious fast food restaurant. We're introduced to the new character of uh, Becky, played by the amazing Rosaria Dawson. Oh, isn't she just such a doll? She is just amazing, and I'm so excited that she is joining The Mandalorian Season 2 as Ahsoka Yeah, Doesn't that start, like, next week? No, 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 no. I thought it started May 8th. No, no, it's not starting for a while, no. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a bummer. No, there's uh, since again, since it's uh, May the fourth, National Star Wars Day. um, There was a a I haven't watched it yet, but now all so all Star Wars films. So Episode Nine is on there now, and then also a uh, I think it's multiple episodes. Uh, Maybe it's a documentary per episode. But point being, a making of the Mandalorian came out today. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and they also announced today that Taika Waititi, who directed, who did the voice of, oh God, what's the name of that, um, the robot, um, IG Eleven. Right. Right. Yeah, he did the voice of that, and then he directed the uh, season one finale episode. It just announced that he's directing a solo Star Wars movie. Not, I'm oh, sorry, cool. not Han Solo. A. No. Yeah, a, a standalone Star Wars. Yeah, story. exactly. A, a, yeah, yeah, they're calling them Star Wars stories. So yeah, yeah, it's a new cool. Star Wars story. Yeah, so a lot of and while uh, well, no, we get yeah, we get the. I know we love this scene. We're just going to be jumping all over the place. I'm not going to go in chronological order. All right, cool. uh, you know, I, there's that amazing Star Wars talk because Kevin Smith is quite possibly the ultimate Star Wars fan. Has made a good living talking about it, and always, you know. Uh, starting with Clerks has that amazing dialogue between Dante and Randall about what the union workers of the Death Star and everything like that. <laughs> yep, all the all the contractors and all the contractors. <laughs> that wasn't fair when they bombed the Death Star and everything like that. They just have families and they're just trying to make a paycheck. This one goes to that level, as I kind of uh, mentioned it before. But the comparison because we have oh the other did I even write his name down? Yeah, Elias. That's we pretty much the two new main characters. Uh, are Elias and Becky, and Elias is 19 years old, and uh, gets dropped off at work by his parents, and kisses his uh, mom in the mouth goodbye, and has a girlfriend. Like Tom Brady does with his son. <laughs> like Tom Brady does with his son. Fucking Tom also Brady. another Florida resident now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then has a girlfriend that has a um um. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it. A pussy 
uh, troll, troll. Call, called Pillow Pants. So there you go. There's also interspecies erotica in this movie. That's happening. I'm glad you used the third <laughs> interspecies third erotica. <laughs> Fucking prudes. Um, but we get the awesome, there's only one return, and that's of the Jedi. <laughs> it's not of the king, it's of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I love my favorite part of that scene is when here's the first movie and he's like strolling along. Here's yeah. the second movie and he has like the, the fake little trip in the middle. Oh, oh. And then the third one throws the ring and shrugs and walks back. Walks back. And, <laughs> and I got to love, I love that too. Cause it's like, I do not like Peter Jackson, mad respect to nothing, not taking away anything from him. And I'm also a guy I've read the once in future King, I've read Lamort de Arthur, so like I have no problem with fantasy and medieval fiction, stuff like that. I do not give a fuck about the Lord of the Rings at all. I couldn't make it through the movies. I just did not care one bit. So, I mean they're 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 good they're good they're good movies in like a lot of ways, but at the same time they're they're very long movies. And I mean I guess I mean Randall hits the nail on the head when he says even the trees fucking walk in those movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm nonetheless. I am. I, I I enjoy them. I did not enjoy then the, the Hobbit prequels. So that to me then put, uh, you know, because I I have uh, uh, you know, you know, my friend Zach. While he loves Star Wars, he's a big defender. We would always go, uh, you know, back and forth on Lord of the Rings versus. Star Wars and with the and as they bring up the prequels, I'm like, no, let's just compare the three original trilogy to Lord of the Rings. And he's like, no, those are part of your movies now. Those shitty prequels, yeah, canon, Which, canon, yeah, canon. But then once those Hobbit trilogy and they made a trilogy out of those, those are like, if you think if you think Lord of the Rings is boring, oh my god, those Hobbit trilogies, that that trilogy is just absolutely horrible. And then now we have the new trilogy, and while. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. I love The Force Awakens, and then I'm pretty divided on the other two. Uh, we won't get into that because we're not talking just Star Wars here. Yeah, we'll get real lost there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you have like what? Do you have like a favorite moment from this movie? Favorite scene or just uh, stuff going on with the characters? Um, it's just you know, this is one of those movies where it's. You know, we we always said I think Anchorman is probably the most quotable movie of all time. Yeah, and, um, I mean, after that, I mean, I don't think it was the summer that it came out, but there was a, it was like you, me, and Sam, and we would just even yeah, have just, that I mean, DVD player in his car. <laughs> but I, I just mean just in general. But I mean, after watching this, this has to be up there too. There are so many great. I mean, and that's where like Kevin Smith's dialogue writing is like just fantastic because even with the original Clerks, but like just down to. You know, Jay and Silent Bob coming out of rehab and finding Jesus, and now they're selling drugs, but they're also giving you Bible quotes. And, you know, like, <laughs> oh man, I'm getting bored. And boredom's the first road to relapse. You know, like, like it's yeah. like, just stuff, like little things like that. And maybe an ast, you know, I might be an astronaut and find a new alien life form. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about, yo, man, homie fucked a Martian. Like, you know, it's. <laughs> It's just like things like that, and then uh, you know the whole ass to mouth thing. Uh, like, there's just so many like individual moments that classic ATM. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, in the heat of the moment. Sometimes it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is a foodie movie. 
<laughs> it's all about taste. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. And then even, I mean, uh, it's, again, a little taboo, but I feel a bit more comfortable talking about this. The whole Anne Frank Helen Keller. That Dude, I know that I know that, when we saw that originally, that got us on. In well, that hit so close to home because. I mean, for the listeners out there, we went to high school with this other kid, Eric Flig, who is now a cop. Yes, protect and serve. And uh, we were on a, a like a for lack paintball of a trip, term, I think, yeah, paintball right? camping trip. Yeah, yeah. And in a similar confusion, because I feel like a lot of people confuse Helen Keller and uh, Anne Frank anyway. But our buddy Flig, Eric Flig. You might, I don't know if it's okay to say his name. I don't, I don't know how that works now. Fine. But uh, he took it one step beyond, and we're at this campground, and there's like a water pump. <laughs> and he's running there, and he starts pumping the water, and he's laughing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> going, going, look, I'm Molly Thatcher. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so here he is. <laughs> saying and he's, saying he's very- Molly yeah, yeah unkind so, kind of death yeah. voice. He's yeah. going, I'm Molly Thatcher. Water, water, water. Like in, you know, a mocking death voice. So here he is saying he's Molly Thatcher, which is a combination of Molly Pitcher and Margaret Thatcher when he's really trying to say uh, Helen Keller. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, like, so, the Molly Pitcher. Okay, so you're. But the Margaret this- Thatcher prime yeah. minister of it. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, Molly Thatcher. Oh my god! So that's just, and that was before we saw this movie. So I think that like brought up all the funnies, yeah. you know, like but when we. Just, I, I just was pulling it back to how relatable I found this on this second watch. Anyway, yeah. these days, and it's like, oh wow, we even had we even had that moment almost exactly. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's what that's what Kevin Smith does. I mean, he's he's kind of he he plays the good role of like the average Joe guy and just in, in life in general. I mean, this, you know, like he, he, good for him. He's lost a lot of weight. He's very healthy after he had, I know he had that, that uh, big heart attack. Um, but you know, always wearing hockey jerseys or just like this bright purple blazer, but like a colorful t-shirt underneath it. Uh, always wearing freaking jorts backwards, baseball cap, but then just like via his stories and his dialogue, they're just those movies that I'm not saying women can't joke around like this, but just as me being a guy, I know I have these stupid, silly references, conversations that happen in these movies. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely just between the two of us alone. That yeah. like is we could, you know, if we were good at writing, we could we could we could write a movie in 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 this in this vein. But then in 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 the end they do end up having even like uh, i don't know i know i told you about it but obviously you have a child now so i'm sure maybe you didn't have time to watch uh the um because i think it's on amazon but jay and silent bob reboot i saw um, it i haven't watched it yet though yeah yeah so even at the end of that movie like it's not it's not as good i think as let's just say the uh what is that six early films you know connective universe films that uh, right. that i mentioned before but nonetheless, even at the end of that one, it has a lot of heart to it. And th- this movie, I mean, boy, by the end, like in when they're in the jail cell, and then just Randall is just like, you know, jail cells really haven't changed much in the past like couple <laughs> centuries. And just, but then coming down to Dante saying like, I was gonna start a new, I was gonna get the fuck out of here, and just Randall saying, Are you really gonna make me say it? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And going back to it, it's like even. 
after they go in the go-karts and they're driving back home and he's like saying he's like you're really like i think we even like literally me and you kind of had a similar moment when it's like you know when i was moving down here towards towards hamilton and it's like you're really you know we we had our little like uh I don't want to say like breakup, like scared or breakup scare, but it's but like just you know, the conversation of things are going to change. Yeah, like it, you're not going to be next door anymore, more or less. Yeah, you know? I was 100% buddy from Charles in Charge, and <laughs> would just walk into your house. Your house always had the best snacks, so sometimes they would walk into your basement first, grab a soda and some snacks. And then just, and then like, even like, whether it's just for myself or then even like some for you to stock your fridge. Like I just always restock your fridge. Kyle, this is why, this is why I'm your shitty food friend. (laughs) My house is always filled with cookies and soda. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And uh, for the record, my father worked for Keebler for a long time. So my basement was always filled with cookies. Yeah. You had your basement, at least when we were like in high school was very much like the Eric Foreman basement. Like we, it was the general hang. Yeah. Yeah. We all congregated there, but then even like, I mean, when we even became, I think it's like, obviously as close a friend, I mean, obviously our friendship has grown over the years, but when we truly really became friends, like senior year, when we had the free period together and you lived a block away from high school and we would just go there and hang out. Right listen to Tenacious D and watch just, I don't know, fucking jackass and stuff like that. Uh, And just be eating tasty treats. A lot of, um, what are those? Cosmic, cosmic, cosmic brownies, man. Uh, (laughs) I still make autumn by those every once in a while. Although it's like, I can't, like, that's one of those things like I have to make the adult conscious grown up choice to like, I can only buy them once in a while because I will eat an entire box in a day because they are fucking delicious. I love shitty food. Yeah, there's just something, I mean... It's like fake chocolate. and like, Yeah, the fake chocolate, right. but just with any of that stuff, I think definitely there is, like, the nostalgia factor to it. it, it or just, or even, I mean, not that, like, you're thinking that when you're eating it, but it just has that, like, comfort level to it. <laughs> it's psychologically comforting. It's Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, this this whole movie's based on nostalgia, too, you know, it's so it's uh, it's fitting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, this film and now Kevin Smith's, I mean, his whole, he's been saying during quarantine how he came up now, like, because he's making Mall Rats too, supposedly. It's like, I get it. And, like, at least I'll say this his films compared to, I don't know what kind of franchise could, I mean, if a Star Wars movie, like the, yeah, let's go with the prequels of Star Wars. That ruins Star Wars more than like when Kevin Smith makes a sequel that's just like, you know, like, why are you making that or something like that or just isn't as good. Right. It's a a lot easier to ignore. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, I can totally go back and watch the first Clerks or like, Like if you, if you were a huge fan of Clerks and if you hated everything else Kevin Smith did, you can still go back and go. Clerks was a great fucking movie. Exactly. But for some reason, with the Star Wars and stuff like that, sometimes the it will the the, the tainted sauce will bleed into the other flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, way to keep it food related. Right. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> of the of the Kevin Smith films, let's just go with those again. Whatever, like the those first kind of six films. Do you have? Do you have a favorite? Mallrats was always my favorite. Yeah, Mallrats uh, is so good. So I'm very curious cool. to see what they're gonna do. You know, if if I mean he really, I mean really like funded. It was very low budget for uh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. So it's just like 
I want like I wonder if he'll go the same route or if he will go get. Also, this movie was uh, it's, it's very uh, you can appreciate the times have changed because it's a Weinstein film. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was actually one of the first things I noticed. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, like Mallrats was is definitely my. Then I I always loved Dogma, especially when I was like, younger. Um, just George Carlin as like the Cardinal and all that. Like yeah. there was so, there was so much great about that. As I get older. Like when I was a kid, I could care less about Chasing Amy, and I think that's now. Now I'm like Chasing Amy is a really good fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, that might be his best movie. I'm not saying it's my favorite, but that might be. I I, yeah, like technical. uh, Hit all your check marks for yeah. It's scholarly wise. It's it's it's, his empire. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100. percent but then the silliness of, yeah, like between George Carlin and Chris Rock being in Dogma, come on. Right, yeah. So good. Also, uh, what's her name? Which movie? Selma Hayek. Oh, my God. And oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Oh, I, I love she, one of my favorites. She still looks the same. Like, she's, she's like, uh, she's, she's uh, unnaturally uh, kept it together. Yeah, she's amazing. Good for her. That's some, that's some great genes. <laughs> yeah, and that and that introduction scene with her, with her, and then uh, Jay and Silent Bob in the crowd, and it's to uh, Candy Girl, and he's just like Bob shaking his head with the with the money, with like, the money, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which we get a great uh, music scene again. Well, there's a lot of montages in this movie, but that dance scene uh, to ABC and Rosario Dawson uh, teaching Dante on the rooftop, and. Uh, I mean, we also get some Q Lazarus and uh, Goodbye Horses, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> which oh, I read. That's one of my favorites. Th- like, just Bob puts that in the in the in the the the, the tape deck. <laughs> yeah, the giant boombox. Yeah. yeah, and you just see Jay's face. He's like, oh, oh, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that he takes up the chapstick. That genuine surprise of joy is is great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like when that oh. track comes on that you're just excited about, and then you and then the, that that really that is one of the best landing jokes in the film because you kind of forget about it, and then uh, Dante's fiance shows up and she's like, oh. Let me show you outside. He's like, you brought me to see this? And it's just him doing the full-on Buffalo Bill tucked back and all, <laughs> which I read via IMDb trivia, so take it with however you'd li- like to, but that uh, Jason Mewes would do that to Kevin Smith all the time. So. I, I, I have no trouble believing that. Exactly. I believe that. Like, their friendship... Um, I mean, that's again, we, we refer to one another as hetero life mates, which is, I mean, we got that from this film. And not that one of us is Jay and the other is Silent Bob. I mean, I think we're both closer to Silent Bob than either of us being a, a Jay type character. I don't know. If you were going to say one of us is Randall, one of us is Dante, who's who? I'd say in this time of our lives, I'm probably more Randall. Yeah, it's definitely flip flopped at points. It has flip flopped. Like when we were younger. You were definitely, I don't mean this in any bad way, you were definitely the more concerned and worried and, you know, uh, careful. But now, obviously, for, you know, like you said, now for obvious reasons, and I'm definitely more the the Dante, probably more close looks, too. I got kind of chubby like him, so if I grow out the goatee... Are you going to grow a goatee? Yeah, exactly. I, Brian, it, Brian it, O'Halloran, O'Halloran definitely, not to be mean towards him, it was like, I remember seeing that in 19 be like, oh boy, he didn't exactly age that well as an early 30 year old. Yeah. But I can relate to that now. 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. It's so, it's so easy to get fat. <laughs> it, it's so much easier to get fat than it is to get back into shape. I'm trying it's, that it's right like, now. Well, it's like I was go- I was really good. I was going to the gym like three and four days a week up until the quarantine, and now it's been like a month and a half. And I every every good thing I've done, I've just totally reversed. <laughs> so wait, so your child's ruining your life is what I just heard that come out. Well, to be to be fair, it's more the quarantine. I, to be fair, I wasn't going to the gym before he was born. It was about okay because there was still there was still like three weeks <laughs> <laughs> that I could have like been outside and running around, and I didn't. <laughs> I said it before. There's interspecies erotica. We get a donkey show at the end of this movie. We don't see it. Thank God. I don't want to see that. That's never been a curiosity of mine. I'll well, say especially that. especially not the, the iteration wrong, in this film. The, the wronger way <laughs> you know, like, i mean there's no right way for a donkey show but or just as far as our sexual preferences go yes let's put it that way yeah yeah uh but nonetheless yeah that would be that never uh yeah piqued any interest of mine uh at all but you know although kinky kelly and the stud i'm just really happy that there's a movie out there that has the line hey guys get in here he's about to cornhole this donkey like that's a line. That's a line in cinematic history, and that's not. Yes. That's there. It's out there, and it's never doesn't go back. And so, it's actually it's it's pretty funny how intrigued Rosario Dawson's character is. I mean, realistically, like I get it. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a really bad car wreck. You don't want to see that type of gore, but it's like. I mean, if if like I don't, I get you're not going to sit there and watch the whole thing, but you're gonna you're gonna take a peek. Yeah, like, someone said like if like right around the corner this is happening, I'd be like, "What?" and you, just you, like you might just, you might pull like you might you're going to stick your head around the corner and go, "Holy shit," and then pull right back. I understand that. But you're going to make that peak. Hey, you know what? When I was in Thailand, I was curious and I watched a ping pong show, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Moving on and just that relationship with Dante Randall, I think just definitely what am I trying to say right now? Uh, rewritten history was a better more scholarly way of saying that. Revisionist history. Revisionist, thank you. Uh, maybe it's revisionist history. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I feel like at the end of the movie, like during the jail cell scene, we kind of like both looked at one another and like kind of put our hands on one another's legs for a second in like solidation. I don't know if that's revisionist history. Maybe I just dreamed of it over the years. Um, uh, I don't know because it's it might just be crossing memories because this definitely <laughs> happened multiple times. <laughs> okay good yeah maybe i'm just crossed yeah exactly here we are i feel mature new age gentlemen that are not we, we are not scared of like our toxic masculinity or anything like that not the slight, yeah definitely I think, I, with our emotions and we have yes. no problem saying you know i love you because you're my best friend and we can show that emotion without feeling you know uh uh insecure Definitely. Like we've obviously grown and we, and we, as we were saying before with words used in this movie or just like the times have changed, we have grown in that sense too. But I think, I, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying we were pretty progressive guys as just as far as being pretty open with our thoughts and our emotions, as far as our friendship goes and everything like that. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Hey, even one of our, uh, uh, friends uh when i was in a film in high school because i wore his daughter's sweater thought that i was gay and i was fine with that he was not happy that i was wearing his daughter's sweater in a movie or you know a short film pretending to be one of our friends dads you just said one of our friends 
Oh, I did. I was just saying one of our yeah. friends. Oh, one of our friends' dads. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then he never. Well, he didn't really talk anyway. But <laughs> yeah, he, you just you know you know you know you know. Yeah. And then he <laughs> killed people for money. <laughs> I just love now because we've definitely brought this up on a previous episode. Sam's dad being a gun for hire more than once now on your show. <laughs> yeah, we've had to. Have. Somehow it always comes back to it. Trying to think yeah. if it came up in like the shady corporate ways of uh, of Good Burger, but I'm, I can't. I, I can't don't know. I just it. know it's been talked about before. So definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get we get a Ben Affleck cameo in this movie before they had their falling out. Uh, we get a Jason Lee cameo, and he's called Pickle Fucker. That's food relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> We get you said there's the go kart scene. That is another montage scene to uh, raindrops keep falling on my head. That's keeping in the the movie. Just like I mean, Clerks, you know, all took place inside of that quick stop, except for I think there's that one exterior shot of the funeral home, if I'm not mistaken. But everything else in Clerks is in you know inside that quick stop. And I, I think that's I think it's almost done uh, purposely. Um, because you see, like, Randall, after that Jason Lee encounter, you see Randall get frustrated, and he's like, I have to get out of here. Where you never, like you said, the whole time he was, when the original clerks, they never leave, and he's totally, he's more comfortable in that store than outside of it. Where yeah. here, at, he doesn't want to be in this store at all. Yeah, and then so, also later on this film, how he says like the best years of his life was working in that store. Exactly. So I think it's almost done like purposely that he's doing everything he can to get out of there. Yeah. To not be there. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, they definitely obviously take a bit more liberty being a bigger production at this point. They're in the parking lot. They're on the rooftop and that kind of stuff. But as far as I, yeah, I think that's definitely a distinct choice made to show the level in which the Jason Lee character was was bothering him. Right. Uh, we get Smashing Pumpkins 1979 montage. Uh, which that that one was actually really good and I like I love that song anyway. Yeah. But that was just done really well. That's Yeah, that was really that's that's the part where so we find It was out, actually it was actually very similar to like the music video for 1979 like driving around the town in the car. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was, it was just very <laughs> Reminiscent of the actual music video. Yeah, it's the introspective moment in in what I think uh, Becky shows. It's before it's before Kinky Kelly and the Stud, but it's when uh, she tells Dante that she's preggers. She's preg. Yeah, exactly. She's pregnant, and then Randall tells him to go after her just because Kinky Kelly and the Stud pull up. Uh, but they're all having their little moments, and that's again Randall. Uh, not Randall. Dante sees is driving around and sees uh, inside a restaurant. And that's actually Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn. That's in the, in the window at that point. Um, yeah. We, I mean, we talked about the jail scene and that's why I just, in my notes, I have, I just wrote the heart and the, cause that is like, the, the, you know, it holding is, Dante that's, back. That's, yeah. No, just that, that is like, that's the, that's the heart of the movie. That's the, that's the main, uh, you know, yeah. Message of the movie of just like that. These two guys lives are intertwined and in how much they yeah, mean to one another. And just, like what a relatable one in the sense that like you have again a situation we've been in where it's like you have two best friends and it's like hey the girl you're date I want you to be happy and I'm really don't want you you know you, the girl you're dating is not right for you I want you to be happy and I want you to follow your heart but I don't think this is going to make you happy versus the other person saying I think you're just jealous and scared that you know I'm going to leave you type thing 
and then those two ideas clashing and then finally realizing the full picture <laughs> you know yeah, exactly yeah yeah and it's just these two friends that uh you know i think that one another yeah they're afraid they're going to more more randall i guess as far as him not saying something or truly telling dante like how he feels and how much it's going to hurt him to like leave him in new jersey when he's starting a whole new life and he's like i'm i don't want to make new friends and then becky even has that moment she was like oh do you like she says like does she make you happy and he's uh, she's like i think she makes you happy for what she represents right that whole right. part of the movie but yeah. yeah no it's definitely upon a rewatch there's there's more there's more good than not not that it was bad but well no it is i mean it's bad there's obviously again there's offensive words being used but uh definitely more i think it's all in the name of fun it's not there to to purposely offend anybody it's all yeah i mean it's played out in comedic effect with wanda sykes it's a very funny movie if you take it for what it is it is a very funny movie oh just the first i wrote down just i mean when Randall shows up in mean, the movie, I love, I love, we didn't even say how the movie specifically begins. It starts in black and white and Dante shows up to the quick stop, opens up the metal door, security gate, yeah. Yeah, the security gate. And there's Stop in color, the fire going on. <laughs> and then it all changes the color. And he calls like the uh, fire department. And then Randall shows up and Randall just goes terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he goes, oh, I, I left the coffee pot on again, didn't I? And, but just the, we're talking 2006. This is like five years after 9/11. But to, like, it's just hilarious that, like, you know, in that character's world, he's like, yeah, terrorists. Like, that's just him again in the jail cell, saying like, oh, they really haven't changed, like, you know, much of the design in the past couple hundred years. Like, that's just that that character is hilarious to me. Yeah, the whole. Uh, stream of consciousness, like thinking out loud, flow yeah. of uh, his candor is is fantastic. Yeah, and how he says to Dante, like nobody, like I'm a miserable son of a bitch, and he's just like, but you were always my counterbalance, and that's even right. that it's, it's representative in the movie. Like if you had a movie that was just Randall, it would probably get old. If you had a movie about just Dante, it would be boring. Right, but they exactly. play such a great yin and yang to one another. And then a more obviously extreme effect than you have your Jay and your Silent Bob, who then end up funding them reopening the Quick Stop. The yeah, design. which is <laughs> we don't have that kind of cash. Well, we do. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like we just want a permanent place, and he's like, and then I want to see you blow him. <laughs> <laughs> we want to watch. First thing then. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just. The <laughs> Yeah, I I I loved rewatching this movie. I would definitely, um, if anyone has any doubts, I would say go. It was a little tough to find. It was only available to rent on Apple TV. Yeah, what a fucking runaround to find this thing. Yeah, I have I have it on DVD, but all my DVDs for uh, space reasons are at my parents, so I uh, should have picked that up beforehand. But nonetheless, I feel like the, I feel like Kevin Smith's film, since he has his own cinematic universe should exist on one streaming platform yeah. I, I had to watch this on a friggin ipad because like uh, i have a pc and an xbox and like because it's apple tv i couldn't download it to like anything mad i mean anything uh windows so yeah. like, so i downloaded a free trial of apple tv to my work ipad which 
hopefully. I don't so technology it. wise, this this whole episode was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh my god! From the, from the get go. From the get go. From the get go. It was it was a, it was a sign in the beginning, and uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, let me see if I wrote down any other questions. Oh, okay. Do you do you have uh, just because this you know it takes place in a food establishment, and there's you know we see the food a little bit. There is the montage of them prepping in the morning and everything like that, and then I think when. Uh, when pickle fucker Jason Lee comes in, uh, that he makes that nasty, what he takes the ice from the urinal and that kind of stuff. Oh, um, side note on that. Okay. Uh-huh. So you know how Jason Lee passes it off to Jay? Yeah. Like, and, and Jay knows, he goes, huh, this tastes like piss and flies. I love that. He knows exactly what piss and flies taste like. Yeah. Piss like, is and, one thing because like, obviously the smell factor in the yeah, taste of yeah. flies. He knows exactly what flies taste like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were like three flies on the burger on, yeah. the, on the skinny moo. <laughs> yeah. uh, do do you have a, a favorite fast food breakfast? I've never been a fast food breakfast guy. Fast food breakfast, I'm not big on. Yeah, I always I see those like you see the egg like in this film too. How it's just like this to the loaf of egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you I'll see that what, McDonald's though. at Dunkin' Donuts. Didn't yeah. Wendy's just start doing breakfast? I think they tried. I, you're right, but they also tried doing breakfast. Like, I want to say around the probably, time this movie came out. Yeah, probably right, right around it or right before it. Because uh-huh. I remember we were in high school and it did not last. Around the time of the Baconator. Yeah, probably. And so this is like Wendy's like second attempt at it. I have not tried it, and I don't have much urge to. Yeah, as much as I am your shitty food guy. As but, uh, uh, we <laughs> we live in the state of Taylor ham, egg and cheeses. So. Yeah, so you can get yeah. We and we, there's multiple like bagel joints around me. And yeah, exactly. If you can get a good breakfast sandwich for like and, and there's four diners within like walking distance of me. Yeah, exactly. So, also, the, the land of diners. Yeah. Suppose but, he's never, I wonder has he ever had a diner scene? Maybe in Dogma, but I don't know. China. But I will say, as far as the fast food breakfast goes, uh, autumn. Uh, my wife, she is a huge my wife. My wife. Okay. It's it's relevant. We're funny. It's just like <laughs> it's just like an episode of Family Guy, guys. And I also said, hey, you know what? I said that was one of the movies that we saw You're together. Right. That you know, so. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Bring it all around. Um, That's Autumn, called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn is a big fan of the Taco Bell Breakfast Crunch Wrap. She oh, said, she says that's the best one. Interesting. So, that's, Tomorrow is Taco Tuesday. Cinco de Mayo on a Taco Tuesday. Cinco de Mayo on a Taco Tuesday, ruined by a virus called Corona. <laughs> Fucking well, first St. Patrick's Day, now Cinco de Mayo. Right. Horrible. And Easter, but that you know who cares about that? <laughs> Buddy Christ does tell you. He wasn't sent here to give us the willies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, let's just, uh, I, I sent you before a scene that we'll talk about, and I, I feel like it's a perfect one for us to talk about from a non-foodie movie, and that is The Simpsons movie, which also, you know, I didn't write down the year. I feel like it came out pretty much around the same time as this movie, maybe 2007. I know it was one of maybe the first, maybe it was one, I think it was like the first, like, I got to pick two, um, yeah, 2007, The Simpsons movie. It, I, I got to pick like two blu-rays to come with my blue first blu-ray player after i bought the um oh god what was that even called hd dvd because <laughs> i was an hd dvd you so, you were so certain i was so certain i'm i'm i feel like we're both men that appreciate history and think it's going to repeat itself 
So I went with uh, HD because that was like Toshiba and that was, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, VHS and everything like that. Yeah, I just remember you bought the HD DVD attachment for your Xbox 360. Yeah, which is also, I think, (laughs) (laughs) which did, which like that was the whole thing as far as PlayStation had the leg up that like Blu rays went right into the PlayStation 3, right? Right, right. But then there's a whole studios. What studios were with what? But whatever. We're going to just, we'll play the clip right now uh, from the Simpsons uh, movie and then we'll talk about it. We're neighbors. I'm sure your father would do the same for my boys. Thank you. Hey, what's with you? You really want to know? Of course I do. What kind of a father wouldn't care about a pig wearing a hat? Action! Hey, hey! It's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, the Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico! Hum. <laughs> Mm. And we're clear. Okay, so they're at. Uh, well, that's perfect. I mean, we're talking. It was a fast food movie, so we've got a fast food scene there. A crusty burger, one of the most like famous. I feel like fast food fictitious fast food chains. I mean, want to just give a. I mean, it's The Simpsons. The Simpsons means I think so much. Well, not I, I know it means so much to the both of us. Do you watch like at once? Do you watch like any of the new seasons? Um. I don't make it like a point to sit down. I mean, it's hard just to have a schedule now uh, for yeah. anything, but um, I don't make it a point to sit down. But now that FX plays Simpsons pretty much around the clock on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, I've caught a lot of the new stuff just by having it as background noise. Gotcha. Um, it's my whole thing with the new Simpsons. Everyone's like, Oh, you know, the new Simpsons are terrible. It's just too ridiculous. I think that The Simpsons has kind of always been this silly. It's always been a reflection on, you know, real life. And I think real life has just gotten so absurd that... Oh, that's interesting. I think The Simpsons have been doing the same thing. It's that real life is so fucking ridiculous now that it just makes it seem that much further. (laughs) Yeah, if anything, at least, maybe even just not like all of life, but at least in entertainment and pop culture, right? Yeah, between it, reality TV and influencers and just yeah. how superficial. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's it's always been a satire. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like there's definitely the golden era of The Simpsons and stuff like that. I'm not saying this is the the greatest stuff. Yeah, like seasons but, like three through like I don't know, ten. Even even further than that. I mean they were but there's still there's still some really funny like gags on the Simpsons. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, oh, I love, and it's definitely, it's, I mean, it's food related, but I, I, I uh, there's that whole, um, did you see that new Orleans episode of like Homer talking about what places he's been to? And it's just, it's just pretty much it's if you've ever been to New Orleans, it's just hilarious because it's Homer saying what he's eaten at each place and they use all real places and places right, I've right. been to. And I think even someone re- like in real life recreated it, showing them outside of the places eating the same thing that Homer was. So it's just nice. a great food moment. Nice. But yeah, so it's like I'm still like, I'll I'll defend the Simpsons anytime, you know. Oh, they suck now. Fuck you, you're wrong. You suck. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. We all suck now, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I still, I don't think it's probably. I mean, what are you gonna go watch the 
Vanderpump Rules instead or something. You know, you're gonna like you're gonna watch some crappy. You're gonna go watch the Real Housewives, like any crappy reality show. You'd rather watch that than the Silly Simpsons. Like it still has hilarious, like brilliant writers on it. I say, yeah, it's like because it works. You know, if you if you just want to look at it, if you're, it works on both levels, as in any of these adult animations do. If you want to deep dive into it, most of it's there. If you just want to take it at face value and laugh at silly jokes, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, and you this, know? I mean, so when the Simpsons movie came out, I mean, the an- anticipation was high. I mean, that was they were talking for a long time about doing a Simpsons movie. I mean, you, we got a South Park movie, I think, after, what, one or two seasons of South Park? Uh, a little bit later, but, I think two or three, maybe, but yeah, yeah same point. But at this true. point, it's 2007. The Simpsons started in, I think, 1987? Yeah, so this is 30 years. <laughs> or at that point, 20 years. 20 years, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. And it and the movie's the movie's funny. It's actually it's even it's relevant towards today's episode that we're talking of the fictitious fast food scene. But then also in that movie, they're going through a bit of a pandemic. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't gotten the the clear dome over us yet, like <laughs> in, in me being right next to New York City and everything. That's you know the amount of numbers that are in Bergen County in New York City. But um, this scene in particular, they're at Krusty Burger and. It's actually kind of perfect. This is you're you're now a father. This is a father and son scene, and Homer is just eating away. What Bart? It starts off uh, with Bart just talking to Ned, and he just kind of recognizes at that point as much of a punchline that Flanders is. He sees like that he's actually attentive towards his kids. Yeah, a caring, <laughs> an actual caring father. Yes, <laughs> versus Homer just being oblivious and all of, all of that that comes with. What do I need? A father that's consistent. (laughs) (laughs) Scarfing away on this burger, and Bart is just, you know, trying to get his attention, and just Homer going, a pig wearing a hat! We get the introduction to the pig that ends up playing a big part of this movie, and then Krusty Krusty trying one of his actual, uh, what's the sandwich called? The clogger? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, and that's going back to, like, stuff we used to do. It's, it's, like, reminds me of, uh, I like to say when me and you called the fucking chicken bowl things at KFC. Oh, the yeah, what was that? Just the bowl, right? Is yeah, that what KFC that would say. It's like, yeah, I just, you know, we used to make jokes about how, like, KFC was getting so ridiculous that soon, and this is in the early 2000s, like, we were freshmen, sophomore. Yeah, and also, yeah, it was around the time, because we, there was someone, we were on a set construction running crew together for, like, the high school plays and stuff like that and there was one oh the burger what? king and i no the burger <laughs> that one's good that one's good uh but um one one of our uh you know someone we went to school with you know wendy's was one of i feel like we would go to like wendy's or quiznos and we would, get, we would have lunch breaks on and like the Dugan weekend used to get the triple burger the triple bypass burger yeah and like so it was just like time. that. It fell in that era of food, and we were just always joking, like, "Oh yeah, you just take some of that. Yep, stir it together. Okay, yeah, we're good." Just and go then, to KFC, just do a little bit of everything, just put it in a bowl, and I'll eat it in a trough. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, it, they came out with the bowl. It's like, yeah, it's mashed potatoes and gravy and chicken, just in a bowl. They eat it like a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I, I think it was the same time that I came down to see uh, the Borat movie. And like I got down late, and you're like, "Oh, there's not many food places open, but let's just go to KFC." And I, I can't remember if we like discovered it to get. We we're like, "Oh my god, they actually made it!" Or if you yeah, like, were like, "They did it!" Oh my they god, they did it! They actually, they, it's like Frankenstein's monster. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> it's like Trump before they spent, Trump. They spent so much time thinking whether or not they could. They never stopped to think whether or not they could. <laughs> Ooh, nice Jurassic Park reference. Dr. Ian Malcolm. But yeah, so the the, cl- the clogger in this and then Krusty just like spitting it out and just going, yuck! Like, it's just hilarious. Again, that's just, that's just the Simpsons spoof, satire, whatever you want to call it. Clearly, Krusty being a clown, McDonald's, all that that comes with that. But just, uh, I mean, the movie, the movie, the movie was funny. It did sure. Did it feel like it could have been like three continuous episodes or something like that? Maybe, but it's still it's a it's a funny. I absolutely agreed. I mean, it delivered on what you know what I mean. It it didn't need to be this. Uh, you know what you knew you weren't going there for an Oscar experience. No, I think like, again there was there was a lot of anticipation, but then sometimes people just like get their expectations up. Like, but what did you really? Knowing, yeah, yeah, they get the, exactly their expectations up without even knowing what they want. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, please tell me. That's what that tends to be like. That's when I know something isn't good is when me, an average Joe, like, and it's not me, like, tap, you know, patting myself on the back. But if I can come up with a more fluid, like, logical story progression, I go, wow, that movie wasn't that great. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like, if you can just kind of start rattling off other ideas right away. But if you gave me, if you're like, oh, what full, full, you know, feature length f- film did you, story did you want from The Simpsons? I have no fucking clue. Right, right. But um, well, Dan, I know we normally, you know, on the you did it on the first episode. I've got the gut instinct episode. I don't have anything long like that for uh, uh, you know, revisiting guests. But I do have one question, and that would be if you could, if you're uh, could have one dream dinner guest, who would it be, living or dead? Living, dead would probably smell. Um, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, because there's so many people to like pull from. Like mine, most likely would probably come from. Cause we wouldn't even talk. Oh, I got to relieve my wife soon. Yeah, this, um, this, 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 is, this is then we'll let you go. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, probably Steve McQueen. Ooh. Okay. I, I feel like, you know, normally I would go somewhere with music, but right now I I've been on a kick, and uh. I've been looking at a lot of Triumph motorcycles, and I would probably ask him a lot of stuff not about acting. <laughs> I like that. That's a good answer. Um, well, you know, we've got the line to finish up uh, every. Well, first, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on, Dan. You know, yeah, anytime, I love you. anytime, you know that you're my hetero life mate. Although I know in my best man speech, I said you now have you know Autumn is your hetero life mate, but then I did whisper to you right afterwards. No, we're still we're, we're still hetero life. Yeah, mates. we know we know we're yeah. Exactly. It's like the Statue of Liberty where she stands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for coming on. Um, obviously, this is a crazy time we're living in, and it's only uh, amplified that much more for you now being uh, a father with your newborn and all of that. Is there anything you would like to promote right now? Uh, truck sales or anything? Um, I mean, yeah, if you need a truck, hit me up. Bergie's Truck Center, but generally, uh, no, nah, I'm just trying to keep uh, a wife and a kid happy. And I'm getting yelled at. I kind of got to get a, a move on here. I'm sorry. Gotcha. It's okay. <laughs> so we've got the line to finish up every episode. It's, you know what it is. It's the, there's more to cut. So if you could just tell the foodies out there that sentence. Hey, all you foodies out there, there is always more to cut. Thank you, buddy. Love you. Hey, love you too. I'll talk to you soon. I promise. All right. Bye. Bye. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my 
such a sweet 